everybody. Welcome to the first Film Pigs podcast of 2022. Uh, this is a very special uh, edition of the podcast that we were supposed to do at the end of last year. But I, uh, this episode's host, Todd uh, Robert Anderson, uh, got a cold and felt horrible and didn't want to do uh, uh, any uh, 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 podcast. Uh, Falk and I were totally up for it, but uh, Todd just kept crying about it. Like, I'm so cold. I I feel so sick. I didn't, I really felt really bad. I thought I had the COVID, but I didn't, I didn't have the COVID. As it turns out, it was just a a cold. Uh, But uh, now is the new year. And actually, it's probably better to do this because the whole concept that I had for this show. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am here. I am Todd Anderson, and I'm here with Steve Skelton. Hello. And Steve Falk. My name is is the Fisher King. His name is the Fisher King. And I'm with both these guys. Like I am a, a, a man uh, with two Steves, but they're not just guys named Steve. Uh, they're, they're superheroes because they're film pigs. And uh, I'm excited to talk to superhero film pigs about their opinions about 2021 <clears throat> movies, which is what we're about to do. We're all part of the film pigs cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> where Steve Falk, you were it's you you were you sighed. Uh, I felt like you were about to say something. No, I was going to sing a silly song. I'm not going to. Why not? I, what, now it, I, it's now t- it's now too far away from the uh, the the what you said. You said I'm two men surrounded by two Steves, and I started saying I am a man who's surrounded by two Steves. Uh, a little Chicago, very dumb. Not no point, no point. Uh, no points awarded, but uh, thank you anyway. It was a good way to. It's a good uh, way to. St- Start our relationship at the beginning I of this year. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> is it? So, what we're doing tonight is 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 a roundup of our movie experiences, our collective film pig movie experiences of last year, twenty twenty one. And I, 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 there's a number of things I'm going to ask you guys, and I'm very excited to hear your opinions. Uh, but I'm going to start with a bit of a surprise. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. But because we were going to do this right before the holiday, and then we didn't, and then the holiday happened, and then all these like, Steve, Christmas. Steve, is he he's going to ask us? Is he going to ask us? Yeah, I'm going to ask you guys. <gasps> oh, my God. I don't know what to say. Did you see Don't Look Up uh-huh. and or The Matrix Resurrections? Oh, well, that's not what I thought would happen. Did you I'm think I was going to ask you for a second? I, yeah, I did. Oh, Sorry. Uh, okay. There's always there's always next podcast. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, I I did see Don't Look Up, and I'm halfway through the Matrix. Okay, I've seen both of them. Okay, so let's start. Me, I've seen both of them as well. Let's start with Matrix Resurrections. So, Steve, you're uh, Falk. You're halfway through. I'm halfway. I'm halfway. I got what really is it bored. So far? <laughs> It's dead, deeply boring. I um, this is you know this is where this is where I need this is the kind of movie I need to be trapped in a movie theater 
uh, <laughs> to watch because at home in, in, in one of those like uh, boutique movie theaters that trap you. Yeah, those trapping the like the saw <laughs> movie theaters where you have no no um you know the 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 original Matrix, which obviously was pretty awesome at the time and kind of groundbreaking in in ways and and presented a different side to Keanu Reeves. Blah 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 blah. I, I that was one of my most treasured uh, movie going experiences. I was alone. I was eating a giant sandwich and <laughs> I had no expectations for this dumbass movie and it was great. Uh, this um. Um, um, it's very talky. It's mm-hmm. gobbledygook. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, but you know, the most problematic for me, it's not sustained by enough cool ass action sequences, at least yeah. for the first hour to get me through the gobbledygook. Like, I'm like, there's more, I, there's more action in the second hour, but by the time you get there, it's like, yeah, the first hour didn't have enough. But I have, I have no fucking clue what's happening. Obviously, like it's, it's just, it's. I mean, he made a video game of the Matrix. That's how the Matrix fooled him into forgetting the Matrix, and then he remembers the Matrix. And I don't know, I don't know what's happening. I just want some <laughs> guys to duck some bullets. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, Skelton, where were were you uh, with it? You saw the whole yeah, thing. I did. I mean, it's very watched, romantic. It's very I wa- uh, romantic. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. And, um, yeah, I found it to be kind of interesting, but ultimately flat uh, for a lot, uh, a lot of it because of, there's barely any action in the first hour, and it really kind of does, like, it, you know, after the, about the first 20 minutes, I was kind of like, okay, I get that you know, the meta kind of thing they're doing. And can we get to some fighting now? And we kept with the meta thing for, I just felt like it just went on too long um, and wasn't covering, covered all the ground it needed to cover in the first 20 and went on for like an hour plus. Um, But, and you know, some of the action was fine. I thought it was shot very weird. And if, you know, I mean, it must've been deliberate, but like it didn't have that kind of, uh, it didn't feel like the Matrix visually. It felt like a TV movie version of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense to the the visualness, I get that. Again, I get that. Purpose actually. I, I I'm 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 butchering it, but I I do believe that they for a, for a purposeful reason or maybe because of an illness or something they have a new DP. I think they had their one of their camera operators become the DP for this. And they, on purpose, um, picked a different sort of visual style. Yeah, that's 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 the impression I got. I just don't think I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I did because I mean here because this is the thing about the Wachowskis. Um, you know, uh, I whether or not I like one of their movies or not I always appreciate the big swing they always take really big swings at their movies and so you know so everything they do is very purposeful in choices so that's why I was like I know that the the look of this new one that isn't matching up to the look of the originals um, really in any way uh, uh, just kind of the the uh, the the general kind of um, uh, you know color palette and and tone uh, everything it's purposeful it's a choice that was made but yeah I don't I'm I'm not sure how successful it is or maybe I just didn't like it I um I mean what's it called when you you know how people microdose 
you know, shrooms. I've heard of this, yes. So it's if, called microdosing shrooms. So yeah, yeah, so I, believe, you, yeah I think that's like, like microdosing one, shrooms. Like if you take one shroomy capsule, that's microdosing. But then if you take another one right away after that, is that what is that? Is that's that, taking that's taking mushrooms. That's taking. So yeah. then you're okay. So I well, taken, I guess it depends on how many microdoses equals one regular mushroom. Um, is it two? Is it four? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a lot more. I think you have to take a lot for it to be a full shroomer. I don't really know. But the point is, is I had had two uh, and was in a basement in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts. And uh, So you, du- you double you double microdosed. You double microdosed. I double microdosed, and, and I didn't mind it. I mean, I, did, I never liked The Matrix, the first one. I think what you just described about... The problem with the pacing of this new one is exactly the problem I had with the first one. And then the two sequels are just crazy and don't make any sense and are all over the place. Uh, This one I was fine with, and I liked the romantic, the cutesy romantic thing. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like Keanu and Mm. What's-Her-Face. Or or you were on Mushrooms. Or it was the two I over-microed. I over microed yeah. on that one. Yeah. So, so then you mega microed. Yeah, a micro, a macro microed, micro macro. It doesn't matter. The point is, uh, is I'm more, even more curious to hear what you guys have to say about Don't Look Up because this is a movie where I think people are very passionate about its message. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, what its metaphor, its satirical metaphor was. Was it for climate change or was it for COVID? It felt more like COVID to me, Uh, but uh, I I see the climate change thing. But so the message, regardless of which one you want, if you're, you know, liberal progressive like me, you're like, oh yeah, that's a great message. And I like that. And I thought a lot of the movie was fun and bits worked, but I thought overall it wasn't a great movie. Uh, but I thought it was a, a mediocre movie with a great point. Um, what was the reaction you guys had? Where were you? Yeah. I mean, I found it to be kind of a, you know, a middling satire. It was okay. Had some good bits Had a lot of flat bits. Um, Again, it was not like a, you know, it's not like a Rondo Iannucci. It's not like an In the Loop or a Death of Stalin uh, by any means. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, there's there's the discourse over it where there's lots of really strong opinions, and I don't, I don't have one. I was like, man, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't have the art. He, he has some of the goals, but not the artistry of Iannucci, Adam yeah. McKay. And so things come out a little more didactic and less artful um, and le- less subtle. But, you know, for a star-studded streaming film, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, I didn't really, you know, I, I the, the didactic nature of it and the sort of hitting your, you over the head with the message, yeah, I expected that from him. I mean, I've seen his other movies, you know. I've seen right. the, the the Dick Cheney movie, right? And I saw the uh, the Big Short, and like I, I yeah, I knew I knew what was. I it's like you go to a Bobcat concert, he's gonna scream at you, or he used to. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I like I, that. That's that's what I that's what I was gonna have to sit through. Um, and uh, and but but for that, I thought it was 
pretty funny uh, ish, I guess. Like it was, it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I, I mean, there were there were good fun bits. I liked all the I liked the recurring. Everybody's thirsty for Leonardo DiCaprio is the handsomest uh, scientist. Yeah, I like the, I like the uh, I liked uh, Jonah Hill wanted to fuck his mom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I guess the other one too I could ask you guys about is the speaking of Netflix because I mean like I forget like. What you're saying, Steve, is I forgive more of a Netflix movie than I would if I dragged my ass out to see it in the theater. Yep. And so for a Netflix movie, it was really good in that realm, in that spectrum. Um, so The Power of the Dog, did you guys watch that thing? I've seen the first no. 20 minutes of it. I haven't watched it. No. Okay. And I, I just couldn't get into it, so I put on Silverado instead. <laughs> you had a hankering for a western and <laughs> I did well I got into it and it was kind of you know the, of the era and I uh, just could not could not get into it because I was like 20 minutes in it's like okay I see what this movie is and it's gonna be a, a two and a half hour movie about how terrible you know what a what a, a oppressive piece of shit Cumberbatch is and I'm like I, I, I've seen that in other art 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 movies before and and I was like, I kind of just want to see a Western now. So Silverado mm. was, was on streaming. So And then in that, I'm watching Silverado, and I went, hey, it, Kevin Klein and Steve Martin are like voice twins. Ah, interesting. They sound so much alike, because I was like, you know, I was looking at my phone and, the, you, know, ha, you know, now and then. During it, and then I would hear Kevin Klein say something. I go, "Steve Martin in Silverado?" Did I forget that Steve Martin was? In... Oh no, it's Kevin Klein. Okay. That's Do you think so that's weird? That's why uh, cast and cast them together in uh, Grand Canyon. It must be, yeah. You know, it's like a all-encompassing white voice. I have that with uh, I have that with Peter Sarsgaard and John Malkovich. <laughs> if you if you close your eyes, yes. it's the same yes. fucking voice. It's that gentle, creepy. It's really weird. Check it out sometime. <laughs> that's Your a that's starts. a that's another great example. That is yeah. good. Also, All right, let's Ka- Ka- Catherine Keener and Rashida. That'll be that can be our next. Uh, Ka- Catherine Keener and Rashida Jones also, but well, I, I digress. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I hear that. Um, hey, so let's do our twenty twenty one movies in review. My first question for you guys. I'm very interested to hear the answers here. Um, movies you saw actually saw physically in the theater. How many did you go see? And uh, you know, w- was it worth it? Do you think the the risk, the uh, anxiety of going into a, a public theater in our current COVID world? Falk, what what what, what you start? Well. I mean, yeah, definitely worth it because the movies are have is uh, they're they're my constant. If you've ever seen Lost, <laughs> like not people or or boats, but uh, but movies and the movie going experience. So for me, almost almost any movie is worth going to see. Um, that's just I, I I dig it. So I miss it a lot. Um, uh, you know, it, the the experience was a little bleak, a little empty, but not overwhelmingly so, and not overwhelmingly worrying. 
um, you know, uh, uh, theater is my church. So it's like, it must be the experience of people actually going to real church right now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they just got to go and, and, and worship. Um, but I went mostly for my kids, uh, at least, at least three of the movies through the seven. I only saw seven movies. Uh, I saw nobody at a drive-in. Yeah. Oh yeah. With, yeah. With a, with a couple of you guys. Um, quiet place Two. um, the uh, In the Heights movie with a mm. group of people who wanted to see that. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas with my kids. Uh, the Last Duel, for some reason, my wife wanted to see that. <laughs> uh, maybe that one was I like The Last it, Duel. But, you know, it was all right. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog, I took my kids to. That was delightful. Um, and Encanto, which is, which is pretty great. All right. Uh, Skeleton, what about you? I only I only saw uh, a few movies in uh, theaters, and two of them were uh, that uh, well no because of the nobody went to the drive-in um, with, with y'all, and then uh, Todd we went and saw that double feature of Halloween Kills and Antlers. Right. Um, at a drive-in. Di- drive-in. The no, no, no. Theater, that theater. was uh, at Proper the theater. new what is it AMC up at uh, yeah, Port, so. the new Porter Ranch AMC. Oh yeah. Antlers was definitely not worth risking your lungs for. No. Um, Neither was Halloween Kills, really. No, yeah, honestly, it wasn't. Um, but Halloween Kills was still kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I saw, because uh, there was, my job was doing kind of a cross-promotion ad thing. Uh, we went and saw Ron's Gone Wrong. Oh, we just, we just watched that last weekend. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I liked it. It was a fun. It was a very fun, uh, silly movie. And yeah. That that one felt okay because it was like we all went to like a theater that was just bought out for company folk who were all vaccinated and shit. So uh, that wasn't as stressful. Mm-hmm. Did your kid? Did you guys' kids like it? All of your kids? Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, nor has Colby. Mm, okay. So I can't. I can't. I, I can't Colby uh, like we don't uh, watch the animated movies that much anymore unless yeah, he'll he'll and I choose it yeah he's yeah. he's he's kind of a little bit past it uh, but when he does he always like watches you know you know Mirazaki shit and all you know what a uh, pretentious asshole yeah what a dick <laughs> <laughs> I don't like his taste in cartoons he's too good for American cartoons I'm like <laughs> hey Tommy. buddy hey buddy when are we gonna watch Fritz the Cat and he's like fuck off you <laughs> old pervert <laughs> <laughs> well that's the right answer to that that's correct yes it is correct I'm raising him right it's just you know I have to test uh, I, I saw. I was sort of flabbergasted when I went through the list of movies that I'd seen this year. Uh, that thirteen, I saw thirteen of them in the theater. Wow, wow. that is a lot. Yeah, I, and, the, and and it's like a. Bizarre, How are you not on a ventilator? I don't know. I don't know. And I've gone back and forth across this country in all manner of uh, transportation devices and. Uh, Somehow I'm still negative. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, but in addition to the aforementioned nobody and uh, uh, Halloween Kills and Antlers, like it's so weird. This list of movies that I've seen. So it starts. Uh, the first movie I saw in the theaters was Judas and the Black Messiah. Huh. Um, which 
I remember I was like, I, w- I really want to see this movie. Um, and then I saw it was playing in a theater 15 minutes away, and I was like, let's go. It's important that we see this in the theater. And we did, and it was good, and there was nobody there, so it, it wasn't, you know, a worry. Uh, but then it's weird. Like sh- I saw such shit. Hitman wife's bodyguard because my son. You went. Oh, you went to the theater for that. <laughs> well, in a pandemic. Yeah, it was. My son really wanted to go, and we went. There was nobody in the theater. It was just us. So that's like oh, okay. that's like that's like, that's like driving to a hotel just to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. Uh, I also saw uh, F nine. In the theater, these were all well, matinees. That's, un- that's understandable. Every yeah. single one was a matinee. Uh, the Forever Purge I saw in the theaters, which I is can a- understand you going to the theater to see a Purge movie. Absolutely. You no, know, a Hill was like, yeah, and then Colby was like, I want to go, and we're terrible parents, so he said, let's everyone get in the car. We're gonna get COVID. Yeah, yeah. Here, this is what America is gonna actually be like in a few years. We wanted <laughs> to know what was up with Josh Lucas today. Um, then I saw the G.I. Joe movie, Snake Eyes. Wow. Which was, you know, just Colby and I bored going in the middle of the week. Um, there was nobody there again. Um, I saw Stillwater starring Matt Damon. Wow. You went to Stillwater in the... Hill and I... It was another one of these things. We were like, we're bored. Let's. We uh, just got to go. do something. We got to do something. We went. There's nobody there. So, you know, whatevs. Uh, we saw Candyman, the rebank of Candyman, uh, which does have Tony Todd, but not enough. Uh, but I liked it. Um, but was it? It was one of those where I walked out. I was like, I liked it, but was it worth the COVID risk? Probably not. Cop Shop, I'll stand by that one, is worth getting COVID to see that in the theater because it was a fucking <laughs> blast. It really was fucking a blast. I did like Cop Shop, but I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, and I saw the Venom movie, Let Let Venom Let There Be Carnage. How's that? Uh, Venomy? It was fine. I don't know why everybody was talking about it. Like, it was a great improvement on the first one. Oh, no, no. Not. It was... It, it was measurably less coherent than the first one (laughs) but it but it just keeps going and it's they just amp up the ridiculousness yeah and it's i appreciate it's not terribly long so exactly that's what's good about these venom movies that no yeah it's yeah they know the venom movies so far they've they they know their you know their limitations yeah exactly so you know, it was fine, but worth a COVID risk? Definitely not. Oh, God, no. no Definitely no, no. not. Uh, as I said, Halloween Kills the Antlers, also not worth it. The other movie I saw in the theater was No Time to Die, uh, which was also, you know, matinee. Nobody was there. had been playing for weeks when we finally saw it. And uh, I would say of most of these movies, like as far as seeing it in the theater, it was kind of cool to see that particular uh, movie in the theater. Yeah, yeah, that one would have been fun in the theater for sure. Um, worth the COVID risk? I don't think any of these are. I honestly don't. Like that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. Like after, you know, and I was my family seeing my family after three years worth 
you know, COVID coming home to roost. That that's a very strong maybe, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I don't think any of these things are, are worth the COVID risk. So so Venom's just kind of a, a close second behind. It's my family, and then Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that's that's my top my top two <laughs> of 2021. Family, Venom, let there be carnage. <laughs> so the. Uh, <laughs> The other question I had for you guys, just like if I don't know if you know the exact number, I actually went through all the titles and counted it up. And I'm at total new movies that came out in 2021 theatrical streaming cross platform. I saw 72 of them. Yeah, Do you guys have an estimate of, of how many of 2021's movies you saw? No, no, I think I don't think I'm over 35. No, I mean I, I, I don't. Don't know. I'm. I guess I'm including two, you know, streaming movies like new to Netflix movies that didn't, you know, like the Bruce Willis movies and all that. So maybe you saw more than you think. Yeah, but, but to be fair, you got to see like 15 of those direct to streaming Bruce Willis movies to count as one regular movie. That's true. And I only saw like two or three. He he only made seven last year. It was only seven. The same weekend. <laughs> yeah, he made them all in the same weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, uh, did you, well, before we move on with that, did you see any of the Bruce Willis movies that came out in 2021? <laughs> I, I actually tried to watch Cosmic Sin, uh-huh. which I think, did that come out in 2021 or is that like a 2020? No, that's 2021. And I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. How I, far? I, like 15 minutes. I watched the, I watched the video of him, uh, trying to get a, a free visit <laughs> at, his, at his chiropractor by hawking his corrupt doctor's chair if you haven't seen that look it up it's uh it's deeply sad it's deeply sad but it's also probably my favorite video since Kiefer sutherland tackled that christmas tree no that well that yeah because that's what that's that's way better that's a holiday classic yeah it's good but this one was pretty just because of his professional <laughs> output coupled with that video, it's, I don't know, it's just interesting. Yeah, but that's it's, sad. That, you know, the, the, you're talking about a, a man who's, who's riddled clearly by cognitive issues <laughs> versus a man who's clearly riddled with alcoholism and too much money. <laughs> and, and, and it manifests itself in the funniest thing I've ever seen. He's tackling a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess there is a, a, a difference in uh, yeah in tone yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, at the seven, I mean, in seventy two, like it's crazy what I'm, you know, like Vacation Friends. I watched that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys not watch that? I watched that. That was good. I don't think I I didn't see that. Wait, who's in that? Who's in that? That's uh, John Cena. It's funny. Um, Lil Ray, Lil Ray How- Howard, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh no, but I know I haven't. I know I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's, it's fun. A, it's fun, and it, you know I forced myself to finish the little things, but there was a lot of stuff that 
you know, that just came out on streaming, you know, Mortal Kombat, whatever, on HBO, that made it easy for me to watch these things. Yeah. Gunpowder Milkshake. Anyone watch that? I saw that. Yeah. Did I watch that? I don't remember. Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Stuff Uh, like that. Woman in the Window. Did you see that? No, I didn't watch that one. Was it good? Wait till we get to a later segment. All right, all right, cool, <laughs> cool. Let's uh, let's uh, move into our top five lists of uh, uh, 2021. Why don't we go in rotation? You oh. go from number five. No, you don't. Do you want to just do all five? I'm I'm open to change. No, I'm I'm mad. I, I have too many for some weird reason. Oh well, I said uh, in in the in the text, it's okay if you have honorable mentions. Do your top five, and then throw out as many honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions as you want. Well, no, we this have is... dishonorable later. Don't yeah, tell yeah. me what to, Don't tell me what to do. Let me figure. All right. I yeah, apo- this is. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, get it together. All right. Let's like uh, let's start with Steve Skelton. Steve Skelton, what's your number five? Your fifth best. Of 2020. Oh, fifth best. I kind of just put a cluster of five. I didn't really number them, but let's say I guess I'll put at the end of the five. I'm gonna I'll put like Ron's Gone Wrong because I did like that. Um, and it was you know I think it's one of the only like family kid things I've seen this year. So, and it was delightful. Yeah, I thought it was delightful. It was fun, very silly, uh, and uh, a lot of good jokes. Solid. That's important. There aren't enough movies that have a lot of jokes, or especially good jokes in them these days. Uh, Falk, what's your uh, number f- number five? I'm going to go Bad Trip. Um, uh, that's the Eric Andre uh, uh, prank movie. Oh, oh shit, right, that came right. out this yeah, year? Yeah. Was yeah. that 2021? God, oh, this, year, this year's been so long. <laughs> And uh, it, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it came out this year, and it was uh, it was absolutely a delightful movie. I usually don't like prank stuff when audience is involved because often it's there's it's a false premise like the Borat um, yeah. movies, you know, where there 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 something is artificial and kind of stagey about it. But this was he was doing shit, and just people were witnessing it, not being fooled, not being like acted upon which i often didn't believe yeah he you know he I mean? was always the focus of whatever awful thing was happening yeah yeah like like going like <laughs> to suck off a gorilla um <laughs> and and the 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 tone of the the tone of the way they didn't really try that hard to thread it together yeah in, in a story it was very sort of Wink, wink. I have to get my cell phone for my girl, you know, to my, to get this girl back or whatever. Or Tiffany Haddish is chasing me. All that shit. It it worked for me as an as an actual narrative. It was just kind of dumb enough. You know, it's like Jackass, but with a a kind of a story. And it was actually really good. I just I found it very very charming. Again, little Reg Red Howard, little Reginald Howard. But their their relationship was really lovely and sweet, and I uh, I thought it was a pure delight. Oh yeah, no, and in I mean, the bit where his like entire coveralls gets vacuumed <laughs> off of him in the beginning of the movie. That's yeah. that movie. That's as as soon as that happened, it's like this movie. I, you've got me. <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot that it probably would have changed my list if I had realized that was uh, one of the Yeah, like years. if you had asked me like a week ago, like when did when did that movie come out? I would have said, uh, what, like 2019, 2018? Yeah, like, six, that's what seven I would have said ago? too. No, it came, came, out in, uh, no. came out in April or March. I agree. It's great. It was hilarious. And, I, you know, I'll, I'll watch a Jackass movie, but I, I don't know. This was less about him beating his own body and more about putting himself into the most awkward situations possible. And it's really funny. Yeah. It really is great. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, my uh, number five, I'm going to go. This is going to sound crazy. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, Godzilla versus Kong for my number five because yeah, that does sound not, that does sound insane to me. Yeah, it's a little crazy, but it's not that crazy because that was kind of a big, fun, popcorny movie. Well, and here's the thing about it: I think of all the American Godzillas, uh, and this is the best American Godzilla movie, and it and it's probably also the best Kong movie. A modern Kong movie, CGI Kong movie, I mean, because um, it like un- unlike the other ones where I have vague recollections of the people in it and what happened. This one, I don't know, was just like a very simple story, easy to follow. And it just delivered lots of the monster V monster action that you paid for. But, yeah. you know, the but the 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 interstitial stuff for your monster porn was way more engaging and interesting than anything. I think previous, as far as, you know, these American big budget CGI. I like, I like skull Skull Island a lot better. You like skull Island more than this one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was like just computers fighting. So I was sort of like, okay, well, that's not a very cinematic experience for me, right? It's just sort of like, yeah. I I get you. I mean, it, it, the, the tr- yeah, and the cities are vacant. Boy, he's really gonna destroying. hate the sequel, Godzilla versus Computers. Yeah, he's gonna be mad about that. <laughs> pixels, Pixels Two, Godzilla versus Pixels. <laughs> uh, 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 all right, uh, I'll go with Falk for your number four. What's your number four? Um, it, I have a bunch of, uh, there's other like movies I liked. Uh, um, I, I'm just going to go with uh, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Um, it was, uh, uh, it was a really good documentary and it was a, a, on a, it hit a right tone of sort of longing and melancholy and sadness, but also in really investigating sort of his story and what made him tick and, and his rise to you know, his his very very uh, uh, still bizarre and 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 out out of left field, you know, and sudden rise to fame, um, and then obviously the tragic ending of uh, death by suicide. It was uh, it was really really affecting and good. That's cool, Skelton. What's uh, I I have not seen that. I was never like a big Bourdain fan, so I don't know. Maybe I should watch this so I can understand him. You should watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely check it out. Uh, Skelton, what's your what's your fourth? Uh, my my number four. I, I actually I really liked Last Night in Soho. Um, it's I I wouldn't necessarily. St- classified as a as a great movie because it's got like a lot of narrative weirdness 
issues, but I guess I, I really kind of got into the whole uh, dreamlike aesthetic mm-hmm. that was, you know, the whole movie was constructed around. And so it really, you know, had this kind of very kind of like, uh, you know, surreally uh, dream state uh, in it for the whole movie that I kind of just, I guess I just clicked with it when I saw it. Um, and, uh, so I really kind of, I kind of dug the, the atmosphere and, and the visuals and the, and the cinematography and just the way it was shot and put together. And, um, that for, for me, that kind of transcended the narrative issues. Mm-hmm. It transcended how about an hour and it just got so fucking stupid and, <laughs> and, and, and just turned into like a most ludicrous horror movie and, and completely, ruined any goodwill that one might have had watching it by its dumb reveals and stupid tonal shifts. Sorry. Uh, this is your review. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it's like, cause it, it's like, yeah, cause it turns into like a ghost story, then a horror movie, then kind of a ghost story horror. Mo- so it, yeah, it's all over the place in terms of narrative. Um, so it's, I, for whatever reason, when I was watching it, I was able to kind of click over and just tune that out and kind of just absorb it as, you know, a dream mm-hmm. that, and so from that perspective, it worked really well for me. Um, if I was trying to actually pay attention to the narrative and the story and the character, it would be, yeah, it wouldn't work at all. It doesn't work at all. I was uh, so on board for the first like 45 minutes hour. And then it just like, it was yeah, fighting. It, it fought against what it was and what I wanted it to be, and pissed me. Yeah, off. and I guess I guess for me, kind of, I was just so into um, the atmosphere of it yeah. that I was able to like, you know, that I was able to keep the train on the tracks. Yeah, I derailed. I, it, it was definitely <laughs> uh, for me. It was definitely my least favorite Edgar Wright film. Um, Even that Alien one. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think I would have rather watched at World's End. No, um, the alien one where they're driving a, uh, there's like a alien oh, they're Paul? driving an RV. Yeah, that's not Edgar Wright. Oh, it's not. No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just got. <laughs> it's Nick just Frost that dude. Okay. But uh, you know oh, what? I, sorry. <laughs> I, I like Paul. I don't know why you don't like Paul. Doesn't make any sense. It, he's delightful. Paul's voiced by uh, Seth Rogen. He's beloved. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I want to like everything. Almost, I want to no, like I almost everything. No, it's fair not to. I it's fine. Um, it, uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you my number four, um, which is and again, you know, you guys are going to think I'm an asshole, but my number four was the Forever Purge, because. That gave me everything I wanted from the Purge franchise from the get-go. Um, it's finally. I, I, finally. It was deeply satisfying. The, the political metaphors were so ludicrously on the nose. I mean, this... <laughs> like, as a sci-fi horror uh, allegory type of deal, it's so bleak... And on the nose as far as where we're at, where the United States is at as a country. I don't know. I just found it wildly entertaining. You yeah. know, 
I got to see that because I've never gotten what I wanted from The Purge, and I try every time. So maybe this will be good. Well, I mean, it's kind of what's weird about it. It's like now they're about to, in the Jurassic Park franchise, they're finally getting to where I thought they should have gotten to with the second one, uh, The Lost World, which is the dinosaurs are everywhere now. They've just come into the world. And that's what I wanted from The Purge. I wanted it to, you know broaden and expand and that's what the forever purge really does um and it's uh you know it's it, it, like the purge is it, it, you know it's like sort of new wave torture porn and where it's supposed to make you feel wildly uncomfortable and icky and terrified by the gory stuff that happens but, and this, but in todd's case it just makes him feel excited and content yeah it's 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 where i need to live no <laughs> Uh, no, it does make you feel all those icky things, uh, and then it's bringing you into this concept of a, of a cold civil war that gets hot, uh, as if the purge was the thing that was keeping it from happening, and then ultimately the purge is what makes it happen, and I don't, I don't know. It's Spoilers. so It's so on the nose, it's uh, crazy. So I really liked that one. Um, and I'll trip into uh, my number three, uh, uh, right away, uh, something we all saw together at a drive-in theater. Nobody. I loved this movie. Um, yep, I think that's a. I think that's my number two. Although it flips back and forth with my number three. Yeah, I mean, just for me, this movie was so much fun, and and it had those elements of you know like a sleeper agent and he's super trained and all that. But it it, it was it's something about Odin Kirk playing this part. Uh, uh, you know, of the put upon. It's like sort of sort of reminded me in, in a certain way of the long kiss goodnight. You know, you have this suburban dad who's like stuck in these doldrums. Like there was a suburban mom stuck in hers, but she's really a spy. But you know, there was no, you know, memory loss in this one, but I just love his reawakening into who he is and what he is. And, and just that sort of suburban dad, you know, desire to uh, commit horrible amounts of violence for good reasons. You know, it's a, it's a satisfying fantasy. What'd you guys think? Oh yeah. I like nobody a lot. It's my number two. I I liked it a lot. I, I, I wanted it when it dissolved into a shootout by the end, I kind of, it, it didn't lose me, but I, I, I was enjoying the first sort of half and through the, you know, the, the, the those elements you're talking about. And then it, it devolved a tiny bit for me, but I liked it a lot. I get that. So it's not in your top five. It's not, it's no, but it's, it's hovering. What's your, uh, what's your three for? I'm going to say the lost daughter. That's a Maggie Gyllenhaal's movie with uh, Olivia Colman. Oh, I Coleman. haven't watched that yet. Is that and, really uh, good? Yeah, it is. It, 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 I didn't know what it was. I, I try to sort of not know anything about movies when I go in these days. I've decided sort of just I, I, th- that it's much better if I don't have much expectations at all. And um, it, it, it was a lot fucking weirder. And her character is way more fucked up and twisted uh, and has a, a much more of a sense of humor than I thought it would. I thought it was sort of austere and and um bleak but it's it's really not and um and there's some really good performances in it and it's not uh it's really really kind of fun and and watchable not homework yeah. type type of thing 
Oh, that's cool. I, I, you know, I was avoiding it because it looked like homework. It looked like yeah. one of these these movies. Uh, I uh, the aforementioned Power of the Dog was one that I watched yeah. because I felt like I yeah. was supposed to, and yeah. uh, I I didn't get it. It lost steam for me at about the fifty minute mark. There was a lot I liked about it, but then yeah. I was like, now nothing's happening. Yeah. And then much like the movie Dune that came out uh, in 2021, it's like all of a sudden right at the end stuff happened and it became interesting. And I was like, oh, where was that movie an hour and a half ago? <laughs> um, yeah. Skeleton, so check which, out Lost Daughter. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch that now for sure. Uh, uh, Skeleton, what's your number three? My uh, my number three is Kate. Oh yeah, the, Kate, the Mary Elizabeth Winstead actioner. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, that yeah, I thought it was just a really nicely done, uh, uh, compact little uh, action show. Nothing like you know you know the plot's not you know uh, no no big surprises in there, but uh, you know I think it's it's a real good showcase for her doing like a real straight ahead action uh character that you know if you you know saw her like in birds of prey that she was doing with a bit of a comic uh angle uh taking that kind of intensity but doing it straight uh and i I thought it worked really well i really liked it It was fun yeah there there was a ton of those uh streamer premiere movies that were lady action movies this year and yeah i mean i like i liked Different. I liked Kate, but not like I also saw there was like a Kate Beckinsale one. I forget what it's called that I didn't care for, and I, I, I Gunpowder Milkshake kind of fell flat for me, even though I was really like on board with it. Um, well, and then the the protege was another one. Oh, uh, the protege, yeah, the Michael Keaton went Maggie Q. Yeah, which is hol- I actually I like it because it's so hilarious because it's just. I don't understand half of the the dialogue, but I is so is so absurdly out there. Yeah, in, uh, in that one, that it's kind of fun. There, yeah, it's a it's an uneven, very mixed bag of of these action movies starring ladies. But I just like that there were so many of them, and you know, the worst of them were at least delivering what an action movie should. At least there yeah. were shootouts. At least there were. So I, I don't know. I like that. It, it reminded me of the eighties. There would be a lot more, you know, action movies, like straight up action movies, 90 minute to an hour, 45 minute action movies that were just, you know, porn getting you to shootouts or kicking fights or whatever it was. Uh, so for me, that was just a fun thing that every, few weeks there would be another one that I would get to watch. I, I liked that regardless of whether they were good or not. Um, Falk. Yes. What's yours? What's yours? I did number three. Well, what's your... Uh, uh, oh, right. Because Skelton's number and two You started be... with three. Right. Yeah, so, so Skeleton's no, number, number two, two would, would be nobody, but yeah. it, we've already talked about it. So I would actually, I could put, I could swap that out with Cop Shop because I like Cop Shop a lot too. All right, let's do that. Unless, unless that's like your number one, Todd. No, it's not. Uh, uh, Cop Shop would be num- my number two as well. Let's. Oh uh, well. uh, Falk, what's your number two? <laughs> uh, my number two is the is uh, is the card counter. Uh, oh, Paul, I didn't watch Paul, that either. Paul Schrader's uh, Oscar Isaac 
uh, Tiffany Haddish, um, Willem Dafoe movie. Um, I like Paul, Paul Schrader settled into a really great late stage of very, I mean, it, it's still in his oeuvre, you know, of these damaged, haunted men. That's sort of what he does. He's a very old school filmmaker in that way. But, um, but he does it, he picks interesting actors or makes non-interesting actors like Ethan Hawke interesting, like in uh, his last movie. And uh, this is, um, this is just, uh, Oscar Isaac had an amazing year, I think. And um, I'm not like the massive Oscar Isaac fan, but I really liked him in Scenes of a Marriage, uh, which is the um, Bergman remake that he did with Jessica Chastain. And, uh, and then in this, he's, he's, he plays a sort of ex, um, uh, art, like a Abu Ghraib, Abu Ghraib, shut up, Siri, uh, Abu Ghraib type, type dude and who's haunted and he goes around low rent casinos all over the country, um, you know, playing poker and, and blackjack and um, runs into the son of a fellow officer and they have sort of this revenge fantasy. But it's, uh, it's just, it, it's kind of quiet and, and austere and weird. Um, but for me, it's, it, it was really, really uh, enthralling. That's definitely a movie that I uh, have been meaning to see and I just uh, haven't yet. It, is it streaming on somewhere? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I had a I had a screener, but um, well, maybe yeah. I'll get one of those because you might. You, yeah. you know, sometimes SAG people get those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I haven't gotten any. Um. Uh. So, Cop Shop, Skeleton. We both have our number two. Is is Cop Shop? What What did you love about it, Ske- Falk? Did you see Cop Shop? No, I, I for some reason I didn't. Okay. I think, like, Cop Shop, like, I think what I really like about Cop Shop was how it real. it's just, it's just a real simple premise. And, you know, they, you know, they end up in, in the, in the police station and it just, they just keep escalating the violence and the absurdity and the madness Good. in, in the location. So the, it's like a really efficient it's a really efficient use of the budget, which was clearly, yeah. you know, uh, you know, the whole, the whole project was designed to be contained and they did a really nice job within those, within that constraint. And, you know, is, just, is, is anyone so, of yeah. note involved, whether either behind the camera or in front of the camera? John, Todd, I can't remember off the top of my head who, who's the, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, Carnahan. Joe Carnahan. Oh, right, Carnahan. Oh, yeah. oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. There's actually, like, it was really interesting when it came out, like, when it was coming out in the theaters, uh, there was, like, all this behind-the-scenes shit-talking, uh, because a lot, like, a number of critics, I guess, you know, s- singled out Grillo's performance as lackluster. Um, in the reviews, and he, like, went public and said... You know, this is because Gerard Butler undermined Joe Carnahan's uh, vision for the movie and cut it and fucked the whole thing up and screwed up my character. My performance is great. You don't see it because Gerard Butler fucked it up. And I was like, Wait, Gerard makes- Butler's in it? Yeah, he's the yeah, he's the. Oh, lead. I asked. I asked who's involved. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like who who made. No, I said behind. I said behind the camera or in front of it. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. 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 I, well, now I have. Okay. Now I know what I'm dealing with. Well, uh, and I want to see it. Like for me, I agree with Skelton's entire uh, breakdown of of why it's a fun movie, and also like their performances. I, I I'm I fucking always forget the lead uh, the lead woman in the movie is is fucking so good. What's her name? Oh Scott? yeah yeah she's fantastic and I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on her name again. But also uh, Toby Huss turns up in this. I'm oh Toby Huss is yeah as a just a great character turn. Yeah, so good. There's like so much good character work uh, beyond the grill. <laughs> the Grillo uh, uh, Butler tension, which, you know, works fine in the movie for me. Uh, it's great, but it's mostly about her. That's the other thing about this movie. It's got Butler yeah. and Grillo, but it's really about her. Um, and uh, she's great. So, yeah, it, I, I thought it was such a good, tight action thriller. Uh, you know, there, there aren't enough of those these days. Um, all right. Ale- Alexis Louder. Thank you. Yes, Alexis Louder. What a cool name, too. How do you forget that name? It's a great name. Alexis, Alexis Louder. Alexis, you, where, where, do you know her? No, you just said Alexis Louder, so I did it louder. Oh. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah. Give me your number one and and any honorable mentions that you want to throw out there because I can't. Wait All right, to I, I, I'm gonna do the honorable mentions first. Uh, in in the Heights, uh, which I quite liked, um, uh, Pig, uh, uh, Nick Cage and a Pig, um, uh, Nobody, as you guys said, and Canto, which is quite good, and Tatane, which I've talked about on a previous one. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, twisted, fucked up movie um, about car fucking. And uh, my my number one movie of the year is Zola. Um, uh, it's uh, it's amazing. Um, uh, you know, from a tw- from a Twitter thread about a, uh, a stripper taking a trip down to go strip with this stripper she meets down in Florida, and his pimp and crazy shit happens. Um, uh, and it's uh, Nick Bronze in it, and um, uh, it's fucking great. Do you guys see that? No, no. It sounds no. great. Is oh it stream? Is it streaming? Can I watch it? Uh, well, you probably rent it for like three ninety nine, or maybe it's streaming. I don't know. Oh. it's been out for for a good while. Zola. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. Great. It's uh, awesome. Awesome, Scott. What's your uh, numero uno? Uh, my number one's a, a popcorn movie because it was like, oh wow, I kind of would have wanted to see this in the theaters if I could have, and that's the No Time to Die, the Last Bond. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I thought it was a. I thought it was uh, probably the best Bond movie. I mean, e- easily Craig's best Bond movie, um, but probably, I mean, the best one I can think of for a while since roll back to maybe to Goldeneye. Yeah. Uh, uh, just uh, uh, really solid. I thought that was kind of interest. I thought it was really an interesting choice they made to button uh, Craig's story mm-hmm. uh, in in a you know melodramatic way, but still was like okay, they're actually tried something different with Bond, and uh, that's kind of a, a, a I thought that was kind of a cool thing to kind of uh, put the button on kind of his 
his version of the character and then you know you just do it again because it's james bond so it gives you shit yeah yeah i i liked it a lot too it was definitely my favorite craig movie it was too long um see i i didn't mind i didn't mind the length i thought you know i thought it actually had earned it this time uh versus uh some uh, like specter or something like that so because i thought the action was great um foot chase at the beginning i thought was awesome and then getting into the into the car chase into the old Aston Martin and shit like that was just, uh, you know, they put just enough details in there from to kind of reference. I could I, I uh, could franchise. I could have cut fifteen out, but it was very good. And the thing that I liked about it the most, the, the weird thing, because like for me, the thing about Daniel Craig is his Bond's always been such a bummer. He's just sad and brutal, and he looks like a baby and who's crying all the time and. And I, so I never really latched on, but this one, like it was fun. They were having fun with the action sequences. They, they had gadgets again. There were gadgets. Yep. Uh, so like all the stuff that I grew up, like f- for better or worse, you know, watching the, you know, the cheesiest, uh, uh, Roger Moore bonds, like it had some sense of that fun. Uh, which it was, I think, lacking in most of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. So yeah, no, I no, I agree. That's kind of that's kind of why I really I was really pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. And, and then just, they and it's, and, it, and it's beautifully shot too. It's a beautiful looking movie. Yeah, and then but and then they, you know, part of the reason I think it's so long is they gave it the sad Daniel Craig ending that they needed to give Daniel Craig's Bond. Uh, but not until after we had like two good hours of fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was satisfying. Uh, for me, my number one was uh, one of. Uh, well, I'll say my honorable mentions first. Did you say honorable mentions? Oh, honor- yeah. Wait, honorable. What do I got for? Let's see. What do we got for honorable mentions? Um, I mean, honorable mention. It's not a great movie, but again, I thought it was a really just amazingly visual shot, beautifully beautiful movie, a Green Knight. Um, it's a very meandering movie, but as a movie, but kind of just frame by frame, it's kind of amazing looking. Um, I kind of like I kind of like No Sudden Move, the Soderbergh uh, uh, catalytic oh, yeah, converter yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, crime movie. I thought it was you know just kind of a nice, clean, understated. Uh, you know, kind of like low rent crime movie that was I kind of you know and period piece, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought I thought I, I liked it. Good cast for sure. Yeah, yeah, fantastic cast. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was it wasn't Soderbergh's best film by any means, but it's. You know, it was solid. Yeah, and uh. definitely better than this last couple, probably. Um, my uh, honorables are, and here's another crazy one: Wrong Turn. Which was a reboot of Wrong Turn, which is a uh, horror movie about like inbred hillbillies attacking teenagers who break right. down, you know, right. on the mountain road, and they, they made took a wrong turn. Yeah, and they made like six straight to video sequels. They got more and more depraved and violent, and disgusting as they went along. So I'm obviously a fan of the franchise. So I was interesting <laughs> in what a reboot would be, and this is a really good reboot, uh, but oddly not. There's not a lot of the uh, inbred hillbilly problem. 
but it manages to be equally, you know, disturbingly gross uh, and uh, compellingly scary. I thought it was a, a, a one of the best horror movies of, of the year for sure. So that's yeah. that's one of mine. And another great horror movie, which leads me into my number one. Uh, but I wanted to mention it because uh, I wasn't sure whether I was going to put it in my top five, and I couldn't because it stars Nick Cage and it's uh, uh, Willie's Wonderland, which I thought was a fantastic uh, uh, a horror movie, uh, uh, a horror I, I comedy. Thought, I, yeah, I thought he was great in it, but I didn't, like, the rest of the movie didn't didn't quite click for me. Yeah. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why, but he was um, he was crazy good in that. Yeah, he's very good in it. It worked for me because, I, I don't know, that's my kind of horror movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, animatronics coming alive in an amusement park and attacking people. That's great. And you get so much of Nick Cage one-on-one fighting with these creatures. It's fucking hilarious. Um, but I didn't put that on my top five because my number one is Pig. Uh, and Pig kind of blew me away. And it, <clears throat> I'm not even saying, you know, it's the best movie of the year. It was just a sort of my best movie experience of the year, personally. You know, because I'm watching it to watch you know, what I usually watch Nick Cage for, which is some bananas ass performance, you know, like Willie's Wonderland. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and, and sort of a bananas movie. I thought this would at least be, you know, like the, the movie red, not the one with Bruce Willis, uh, and Brian Cox, but the, oh, one no, the, with, the dog, the... yeah, the dog with, with Brian Cox, but not yeah. Bruce Willis, uh, where, and Tom Sizemore, where he's getting revenge, uh, on people who killed his dog. You know, I thought I was going to get that, but it was it was way more. Uh, it was a drama, you know. It was a a, a a drama about loss that like caught me by surprise. But I was just the the genre that it was. But I was engaged with it the entire time, and I think because mostly it's Nick Cage emoting very well, and his performance is really good. So. I mean, I guess that's the one that was, you know, of all the movies I saw, like, took me by surprise the most and and brought me on a completely satisfying journey that I wasn't expecting to take. So that's why I like it the most. Good movie. Yeah. Um, So now the fun part. Uh, And and I'm just going to, I'll go round robin. You give me all three. And, and any uh, dishonorable mentions you want. Uh, we'll start with Steve Skelton, your your worst three ex- movie experiences. <laughs> my, my worst three are uh, Infinite, the Marky Mark is a Highlander movie. I don't remember Oh, that. I forgot. Oh, God. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really about all, all needs to be said. Uh, Red Notice, uh, The Rock, Gagada. And uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, spy I get, I caper get, Yeah, thing. I couldn't get into that. Uh, and uh, and uh, the Chris Pratt vehicle, the Tomorrow War. Ugh, all so bad. Those are all <laughs> so bad. Do you have any uh, dishonorable mentions, or are you? Just um, I would say, yeah, I would say Snake Eyes, like you mentioned. Um, yeah. uh, I thought uh, Jungle Cruise also is a dishonorable oh. mention because that's just oh, a oh god super expensive exercise in. Hey, come to Disneyland, please. Uh, um, uh, and uh, 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 Army of Thieves, the non-zombie uh, prequel to the zombie movie. But there are uh, zombies in it. There are, but they're all peripheral. They're like they, you just see them like on the news once in a while. 
Yeah, exactly. It's horror. It's like it's 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 so I I couldn't figure out the point of the movie. It was they took all the elements that didn't work from Army of the Dead and right and made a whole movie made a sequel. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, horrible. Uh, uh, Falk, what do you, what's your you want to do well, uh, Dishonorables first and then give me d- the top d- the bottom three. D- Dishonorable's uh, uh, reminiscence uh, where uh, <laughs> oh, Wolverine gets in water to remember oh, shit. Oh, that came out this year? Oh, that's uh, it was so bad. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, fr- it's so awful. Yeah, uh, f- uh, Free Guy continuing uh, Ryan Reynolds' hot streak. Oh, uh, God, Free Guy. That's right. I kind of hated that movie. Uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, Angelina Jolie is a fire jumper. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, th- those are my three, uh, along with all three. Skelton said, uh, "Here's uh, the worst movies I saw. It's really hard to put them in order, but I'll start at number three: Tick, Tick, Boom, which actually people like, um, but it's Lin Manuel Miranda's um, uh, first directorial debut, taking on a Jonathan Larson play. Uh, Andrew Garfield stars in it, and and it reveals just how shitty." Uh, he was as a lyricist, Jonathan Larson, before he made Rent, and even a lot of Rent. Uh, and it's just over the top and dumb, and I fucking hated it. Uh, the Woman in the Window, Amy Adams in a in a rear rear window fake. Uh, do you see, see that movie? It's so it's so terribly awful. It's 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 pretty stunning. If you haven't seen it, watch it. it this is uh, this streaming. Is, Where is it? What's it this on? This is yeah. Netflix. This is one of oh, these Netflix. movies okay. that my mother-in-law keeps telling me I have to see because it's so great. Oh, my God. Uh, and then um, the, the worst movie I saw, and I saw it because I, was, I had to check out an actor to maybe cast them, and it's called Here Today, and it's Billy Crystal, who's an a aging uh, <laughs> comedy writer, with with dementia and oh, t- no. t- did he be- befriends Tiffany Haddish because he like gets lost or something? <laughs> they, they, become, they become buddies. That's not real. That's that's a you dreamed that. <laughs> That was a fever dream. You I had COVID did. and you I dreamed did. it. I, I no, know I he did didn't. Not. I remember. I remember seeing that, and I remember Here thinking, to, "How how is Tiffany Haddish in a movie from 1997?" Doesn't make sense. Here today. <laughs> oh man, you guys, it's so fun. It's so funny. It's so funny. Anyway, that's that's yeah. That's it. That sounds awful. Uh, yeah. My, I only have one dishonorable mention, and that would be old. Um, <laughs> you didn't like the lady freaking out in the cave and breaking all her bones. <laughs> no, I didn't like anything about old because it was boring. <laughs> and it's also unrelatable to me as a ginger because I don't go to the beach and I don't know why you would it you'll get a sunburn I don't know why you'd go I didn't it, it was oh my god yeah that's... It, it was such a and it was so, it was just so bad and I think like when I watch these new M. Night movies I'm like how does he do it <clears throat> like how does he get in a room and convince people to make whatever the fuck he must be amazing at, at pitching. Yeah, it's just that that's the only thing. Here's the thing though about old that is kind of amazing was yeah I I hated the movie too and was super bored by it, but this is like probably the only M Night movie where I was like that actually isn't a bad twist. Oh, the old twist. Yeah, it's uh, it's 
unfortunately, I was like, I just spent an hour and 45 minutes being bored, so I don't care about it. But in terms of just kind of the, the, sci, the sci-fi setup, you know, the Twilight Zone episode sure. style of, of the story, it's like, yeah, okay, that twist works for me. That's fine. And like That's all M. Night movies, it would have been more effective and engaging if it was 20 minutes long. Yeah. He's I, never... I just re- I, I'm sorry, I just realized that you had your best movie and worst movie. Well, maybe that wasn't your number one worst movie, but had the same actor, Nat Wolf. Mine, uh, best movie and worst movie had Tiffany Haddish in it. That's kind of weird. That is, that is weird. Yeah. Huh. yeah. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, or well, that was just my dishonorable mention. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So my third worst is mm. Stillwater, starring Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Well, yeah, you you don't have to say any more than that. Of course, that's on a worst list. Which yeah, is... Yeah. Like, no, di- no one likes that movie. Yeah, despite the fact that I wound up going to the movies again twice after that, it was... It stopped me from going to the movies for a while because even though it was a matinee and there were only other two other people in the theater, you know, we are all wearing masks and, except when actively eating and drinking, I was like, even the minimal risk that I just put myself up against it's still water's not worth that yeah you don't want your headstone to say he died because he saw still water no no and still water is a stupid fucking movie that's full of you know it starts and it seems like it's a great thriller you know it's one of these things like the first act you're like oh okay oh this is fun this is a thriller and then by the time you get to the second act, you're like, oh, no, they've just abandoned the thriller element. And it's a weird drama that doesn't make any sense because this random French woman takes in Matt Damon's American oil rigger, you know, what do they call those guys? Roughneck character. Oil uh, rigger roughnecks. Yeah, he's an oil yeah. rigger roughneck. And and uh, his daughter <laughs> is in jail for murder in France. And he's over there trying to get her out of jail. And then this French lady just... This is so tedious. She just takes him in. And the second act is not about him getting his daughter out of jail. It's about him and the French lady raising her daughter. Jesus Christ, you guys. I've made myself mad just explaining that much of it. (laughs) Uh, So that's awful. And also, Matt Damon, why? Um... My second one, second worst one, is uh, a Guy Ritchie movie starring the most bored Jason Statham of all time called uh, The Wrath of Man. Did you guys see that? That's no. a Guy Ritchie? I'm not aware of it. Yes, it's a Guy Ritchie movie that came out uh, like midway through 2021. Um, you know, uh, theatrical and VOD simultaneous release. And it's Jason Statham, and my kid is a Statham. You know, he's a nut. Yeah, and you figure that, and you figure like, hey, Guy Ritchie, Jason Statham. That, How bad you know. can it be? But yeah. then you forgot that you saw Revolver, and a bunch of other straight-to-video Jason Statham <laughs> movies directed by Guy Ritchie that suck, and uh, they make money every time they do this, so they keep doing it. But they clearly are bored by it. <laughs> At least Jason Statham is. It's so dull. It's unbelievably dull and then like crazy like murder happens and you're like whoa and then it goes back to being dull it's just really bad um and then finally my number one is uh uh i you know if it's a swan song i'm fine with it i don't really care uh but clint eastwood's cry macho (laughs) i couldn't get i couldn't i got a half hour into it and 
stopped. Someone right. put that on their best list of the year. I just who read. did that? Who did? I that? can't remember. <laughs> I'll get you a name. <laughs> I want I'm names. Calling them tomorrow. Uh, it's awful. It's just. It's just so wildly dull. Uh, is is Macho a chicken? Did I hear that right? Yeah. 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 Yes. Macho's a chicken. It's a yeah. It's a fighting. It's a fighting chicken. A chicken ah, that's okay. not on screen nearly enough. Just so you know, it's it, it's it just it's such a boring ass slog. <laughs> and the worst part is Clint Eastwood doesn't seem bored. He's just boring. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. That's my bottom uh, three. Thanks for letting me spout off about the time I wasted on those movies. Uh, and thanks for uh, keeping me from watching. I think I saw a lot of the ones you guys mentioned, but the ones that I haven't, I'm not going to see. I'm not doing well, it. Well, I'm, I'm going to go watch Stillwater. <laughs> all right, I love, I love French dramas. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get a Stillwater and that Billy Crystal movie. <laughs> oh man! Oh well, man, I'm curious oh, about the Crystal one. Just no, it's... no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop oh my you god. there. Oh my god! I realized I might have came out at the end of 2020, but I did see in 2021 a very fuck was it called a very special gentleman dundee or a very fancy gentleman dundee the like meta is it a is it the crocodile dundee yeah it's like paul hogan playing paul hogan but yeah yeah i tried to watch that too wow that's a good one you guys should watch it well may may this year be better for all of you (laughs) yeah exactly um all right uh thank you steve falk yeah, thanks. 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 And thank you, Steve Skelton. Big thanks to you, Todd. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our roundup of 2021 with the movies. Uh, we are the Film Pigs. Uh, we'll see you next month uh, when we bring you something even more special than this first of 2022 uh, Film Pig podcast episode. You're really putting us on the hook for something good next month. Well, thankfully, I'm not the host, so you guys got to figure it out. 